Welcome to Addicted to the Climb. I am your host, Kelly Tyen. As a faith-fueled health and transformation coach, author, and breast cancer survivor, my mission is to provide you with the wisdom, the tools, and all the success tips that I've learned along my own journey in health, fitness, faith, and personal development. Plus, you'll hear some incredible and inspiring conversations that will motivate you and empower you to keep on climbing no matter what you're going through. Let's buckle up to start a brand new climb together and start showing up differently as we work our way to the top. Right now, this is your time to take in all the positivity and all the blessings that God has for you. So let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to a new week of Addicted to the Climb. I am so excited about today's episode. So get ready to take some notes, especially if you struggle with your health in any way. Pay really good attention to my guest today because she is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to autoimmune and just really taking care of your body the way we should be taking care of it. I think so many times we put our health last. And you guys know, I mean, this podcast is all about being healthy, being addicted to the climb in your health, but we really have to get in that driver's seat. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So I am excited to introduce you guys to Amanda Hinman, who is Applied Functional Medicine Certified and an Integrative Nutrition Health Coach. Amanda used to feel exhausted and overwhelmed while struggling with an autoimmune condition. Life circumstances shaped her mission to empower women to be in that driver's seat of their health when her family was faced with multiple health crises and was able to overcome them against professional medical expectations. Amanda specializes in helping successful women between the ages of 40 to 60 who are struggling with hormone imbalance and exhaustion to heal naturally and gained three hours of energy every day so they can maximize their impact on their careers and their family. I love that, Amanda. And she also founded a functional medicine company called the Hinman Holistic Health Institute. And together, she and her team have helped hundreds of women reclaim their health from the terrors of Hashimoto's, hypothyroidism, insulin resistance, anxiety, PCOS, pituitary tumors, and more. Wow. Amanda, I am just so excited you're here today. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Kelly. It's an honor to be here. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. And get to yes, share with your listeners. absolutely. Well, my husband, as I told you before we pressed record, he mm-hmm. has Hashimoto's. And before he got his diagnosis, I really didn't know anybody that had that. I never really came across Hashimoto's. I didn't know what it was and I'm still learning, but he is taking medicine every day and it kills me inside because I believe food is medicine as you do. We both are graduates from uh, integrative nutrition school, which was amazing. And just learning how certain foods are healing to the body. So I really can't wait for you to explain to us or even for myself, I love bringing guests on that I want to learn from personally as well. So I can't wait to just hear about how 
your thoughts are about food being medicine and how it heals the body in, in that way. But before we do jump in, mm-hmm. I always start with a first, a few fun questions, quick answers. Okay. So let's, let's set the mood here. Okay. Yes, let's have some right. fun. <laughs> what, what is, are you reading something fun right now that you want to share? Yes, actually, I'm reading the book Positive Intelligence by Shirzad Shamin. It's amazing, really great in terms of recognizing your own thought patterns and um, ways of interpreting and perceiving life circumstances. I love that. I love the title of it, too. And I'm actually also writing my book simultaneously coming out next year, Thyroid and the Natural Thyroid and Hormone Solution. So that is exciting. We'll be sure to um, put that in the show notes as well. Wonderful. What about, what about what's your favorite healthy food? Ooh, my favorite mushrooms. I absolutely love mushrooms. Wow. <laughs> and I would put mushrooms on almost anything. I love Oh them. my gosh. That is one food I struggle with. Can you believe that? Really? I, okay. Yes. And, and I keep talking about my husband, but that's his favorite food, mushrooms. That's funny. And I know mushrooms are medicine. There's so many different types and things like that, but I don't know, something about the texture. Sometimes I can't, I, I force myself to eat them because yeah. I'm healthy, just like I do with a lot of other things, but that's, that's something I'm working on. I love that you said that. I've never heard anybody say mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, I, love I love it. Okay. Coffee or tea? Tea, definitely. Oh, wow. Okay. And do you have a morning routine that you swear by? Absolutely. First thing, first thing I do is meditation for 10 minutes and then journal and then move my body in some way, shape or form, whether it be walk, a couple of vinyasa flows, something like that. Perfect. Love it. That's my morning. (laughs) You have to have a morning routine and you know, years ago I didn't, and I would be all over the place and not centered and chaotic in the morning until I really focused on what do I, how do I want to start the day? We need to think like that, right? It's important Absolutely. to start the day with what we want to do instead of letting the world take over. So I love that. All right. One of my favorite tools that I use in the morning for my journaling is um, Brendan Bouchard's High Growth Day app. I love it because it's a couple of quick prompts every day to get you centered and focused on what what you want to prioritize in your day. He's amazing. I do. I I have his book. I love him. He's amazing. Okay. Well. I want to start with first, I want to hear about your own battles. You know, you, you were faced with some life circumstances, your family crisis Mm -hmm. and things like that. So I want to hear about what you were facing prior to starting this career that unfolded for you. Take us back a little bit. Yes. And I do, Kelly, I truly believe it was like divine redirection because, um, you know, back, oh gosh, I'll go back 10 years ago. I was a mom of four and, you know, very, always very um, healthy and active in my life. I was in sports performance training and um, personal training, group fitness exercise. So really in the exercise arena of the health space and health and wellness space. and. then was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune condition of the thyroid. And I remember being shocked. Like I was almost in denial and angry because I was like, wait a second, I'm super healthy. I work out all the time. I eat salads frequently. I I don't understand how this, I was almost like 
thinking there's, there's, this has got to be wrong, you know, which of course it wasn't. But um, it was a very disturbing, shocking diagnosis at that point in my life. And um, similar to what you described, Kelly, I've always had this intrinsic sense of knowing there has to be something more than just simply the guidance of this is something we manage with medication and you'll be on medication for life. I kept asking the question, well, why? How, how did this autoimmune condition develop? And didn't at that time have all of the answers. And then shortly after that, my oldest daughter, I have four daughters, but my oldest daughter, when she was eight, she experienced, she had always been a highly sensitive child and really, really sharp and intelligent and witty, but um, she was experiencing anxiety so extreme that she started having seizures daily, anywhere from 10 to 15 seizures in a day. I mean, and Kelly, when I tell you as a parent, it was gut-wrenching, so scary. I mean, there were several occasions where I was fearful of her life because of the amount of seizure activity that she was having. And oh gosh, no, I still get emotional. Nothing brings you to your knees more than seeing your child struggle. And again, we were with some of the best pediatric neurologists down at Lurie Children's Hospital in Chicago. And, and again, they're doing all, everything they can, running all of the tests and came back inconclusive, meaning there was no brain tumor, there were no lesions. We were told that this is something that can be hereditary at times. And every, every fiber in my being was just like, there has to be more to this story. I'm not, she was, she was actually at the point where she was on four different anti-convulsant medications simultaneously as an eight-year-old. And my bright, witty, charismatic daughter went to becoming someone I didn't recognize. Like she was very medicated and just lethargic and like withdrawn. And I was like, this is just not... It, it can't be her future path. We were told she would likely never be able to drive because of the amount of medication and so forth. Um, so that was my divine redirection of like, yes, I knew that I had an autoimmune condition and I was making some changes, but it became like non-negotiable. I love this. I love, I just want to not interrupt you, but interrupt you right here because this is so powerful for anyone listening right now, because I feel so many times we get the diagnosis, we listen to what the doctor says, and that's the end all be all. And I want you to know that if you want to get that answer, and that's what you're going to accept and be on the medicine, and maybe it's your child and they'll never drive again. And that's what you believe. But I believe being your, I'm hearing it from you, Amanda, like you weren't taking that for an answer. You were becoming your own advocate. You knew there was more in people listening. There's always another way. If you're willing to put the work in, if you're willing to dig deeper and not just accept what you think you must accept. I mean, for me, God makes a way when there seems to be no way. And, and that's how I live my life. But being your own advocate is what I want you to take from this right now, because sometimes there's more than what you know can be ahead for you and there can be healing. And I'm just excited to hear the rest of this story, but I love that you were like, no, I am not, this is not right. I'm, there's more to this. And I mean, imagine if you just stayed where you were and just, oh did, my gosh, right. It's, it's, yeah. it's 
It's crazy. You know and again, it's not always easy. It's definitely, it's, it, it was going against the grain to, right. and, it, and it was never disrespectful. It's not about, um, it's not about blaming or feeling angry with, with others that have a perspective. It's about saying, well, like I want to create beyond that. And I'm looking for something more, like what gets to open up next, right? Um, so that was the catalyst to really help solidify seeking out other professionals who were aligned and have experienced complete transformation in an individual's health journey. Of, and that's one thing I, I believe and I've witnessed and lived in my life is like, the human body is amazing and beautifully designed. And when we allow our body to have the environment it's meant to thrive in, it will rebuild itself. It will, it can create a completely different state of health than perhaps what an individual is experiencing now. Um, so the long and the short of it is to wrap it up. So I went back to school, learned functional medicine science, which is all about root cause resolution and really the chains of interconnectedness linking hormone health to neurotransmitter health, right? That was in my daughter's case, to mine, to even to the thyroid and the blood sugar piece and all of nutrients, all of these different things, they're all interconnected. The, the health of your fingernail is tied to the health of the rest of your body system, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that was, and it was a powerful education. It was actually became, I, I got out of the space of like fear and, and worry about her future into a space of like, holy cow, this is, this is inspiring. This is, this is motivating. This is exci exciting even to think about what is possible when I see how things can change. And in making dietary changes, in making some behavioral lifestyle changes and changes in learning new ways to handle and to process our experiences. So we, we mitigate stress on the body. Um, I'll be talking a little bit more about how much stress, mental, emotional, and physiological stress is such a huge driver for hormone health in general. In my daughter's case, her hormone, her stress hormones were triggering high levels of neurotransmitter excitatory activity, which was causing the seizures, right? So it was a matter of like, okay, we need to give her body the nutrients she was lacking in to help her body be able to detoxify those extra stress hormones, get them out of the way and calm things down. And she found balance. So within a nine month time frame, she weaned off of all of her medication wow. has been seizure free, episode free ever since and not anxious in terms of temperament, personality, much more grounded, confident, centered in who she is. And the cool thing is, Kelly, we actually just this summer had to take her in. She really wants to serve. She's a senior in high school and wants to serve at the U.S. Air Force Academy next year. So you have to go through really extensive health background in order to even be qualified. I mean, it's, it's a rigorous process. Um, and she went through a sleep deprived and an awake EEG because if you have any history of seizure activity, you have to be medication-free, seizure-free for a period of years and go through this, this, this test. And we went to a different neurologist who hadn't met her before, but he's reading her history. And he's like, so explain this to me again. She was on these medications and had this level of activity. Like it was a disconnect, right? And nothing against him. He was just not used to seeing that be the norm. And he's like, well, what I can tell you is this is a, I give her a full clean bill of health. She's completely normal e EKG. So it, yeah, so that was really, um, you know, just validating, affirming 
Yes. And so was her whole diet changed? Yes. So for her and her situation now, again, and I, and you know, this too, from we've studied at um, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, that it's a, it's a bio individual process. There's not necessarily a one way of eating that works for every single human being. Right. Uh, However, she was, she was really lacking in a lot of key essential amino acids. Amino acids are found in a variety of foods, but most predominantly found in animal-based proteins. And our family had been primarily vegetarian, not exclusively, not hundred percent, but for a large period of time had been vegetarian. And what her body needed to handle the load of neopinephrine and epinephrine, some particular um, hormones that are produced in the adrenals is a higher amount of those amino acids and a higher amount of some key vitamins, B vitamins in particular vitamin A in order to be able to do that detoxification in the liver. So we added foods like fiber, legumes, beans are a great source of soluble fiber. So she started eating, believe it or not, eating six servings of legumes a day for a period of two months. She was eating six servings of protein a day for a period of one month just because we needed to like store up what was lacking, what was deficient in her body. Now that's not sustainable. It's not what she eats now, but it was like a, a healing phase. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is truly, truly amazing. And again, it's just so powerful how the body can really heal itself when you get to the root, like you said, that root cause. Mm-hmm. If you really got to, you, you got to put the work in though. It, it is a lot of work. It can be yeah. exhausting. I know so many people you know, they, they, they just don't want to do it. And it, mm-hmm. it's so frustrating sometimes because they want to get healthy. They say they want to get healthy, but yet I also think a lot of women, cause I work with women, predominantly women, but I think a lot of times, and I don't know how you feel about this, but don't you think they're afraid of the natural remedy? You know, they, they rather the prescription because they know it's coming from a doctor and they think the yeah. natural stuff might be a little Maybe it's not going to work. Do you find that people are hesitant when it comes to that? I do. Well, I think it's, it is what you, what you identified, Kelly, is the, the natural path or allowing your body to get what it needs through food or through different choices and lifestyle is not as an immediate of an effect, right? Your, your cells replenish and rebuild every three months. So you need to go through like cycle, a, a couple of cycles in order for that to be a new environment. And so I think what sometimes happens is I may try it, but if I don't see the immediate result, that belief and that expectation starts to wane. Oh my gosh. So it's really setting up and saying like, listen, you're, you're saying this and you you say that I'm sure you say this to people too. It's like, get that support, get that coaching. And yes, we can, Mm -hmm. we can get that momentum going, but also it's going to take a little bit of time sometimes. I mean, that's how it is with everything, getting healthy. I mean, people that have to lose 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds, if it doesn't happen in two weeks, they quit. And I want you guys to know, like my podcast, my messaging is all about addicted to the climb. Life is a climb. If you don't keep climbing, you're going backwards. So (laughs) things take time. You're not going to get to the 10th floor you know, in a moment, in a quick minute, you have to take the first floor, the second mm-hmm. floor, the third floor. And, and this might take more time than you expect, but the more you keep trying, the more you keep showing up, 
the more consistent you are with trying new foods, seeing that works for your body. Because like you said, Amanda, we're not all created equal. We can't just all sit around eating broccoli and carrots all day and we're going to be perfectly healthy. Like so broccoli doesn't even work for me half the time. It, mm -hmm. And it's a healthy food. Yes. But you have to find what works for you. And so I want to talk to you now about the Hashimoto's diagnosis that you had and how, you know, people might be listening right now with an autoimmune and maybe they don't know where to even start to heal themselves, or maybe they want to come off the medicine. Like my husband, what are your tips for them to, where do they start to try the process of a natural, you know, healing process? Yeah. So great question. So first, first thing I think it's helpful if I have time, can I kind of give an overview of the thyroid gland itself? Yes. How it works. Cause I think some education is key here because thyroid health is really critical. And I think it's so understated in today's society. Um, in fact, it's kind of, it's kind of surprising for people to learn that back in the early 1940s, the best metric of suboptimal thyroid health or the most widely accepted medical measure of thyroid health was actually your basal metabolic rate and cholesterol, because there's a linkage when cholesterol levels start to go up, that is often linked because of suboptimal thyroid health, because thyroid, as we know, is, is, is responsible for the metabolic regulation of the cells. It really helps cells to produce and utilize energy. So every single cell in the body is dependent upon thyroid hormone. And that means your two most important areas of the body, the brain and the heart, you need to have good thyroid hormone and good thyroid activation in order for those to work well. Mm -hmm. So when we think about linkage to any, pretty much any major chronic disease, cancer, heart disease, Alzheimer's, autoimmune, all of those digestive disease, all of those need and require strong cellular activation and energy, which means they need a thyroid activation, right? Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I give that precursor just as a, as a blanket statement that what used to be the standard, there was roughly about 40% of the population at that time that was considered hypothyroid. Then they changed the metric to be a measure of TSH, which is thyroid stimulating hormone. And that is actually measuring a brain hormone. It's measuring how much the pituitary gland in our brain is stimulating the thyroid to produce thyroid hormone. However, that doesn't necessarily tell us how much thyroid hormone is being produced, getting around the body, being converted from the inactive form, T4 into T3, the, the form that your cells can use for energy and actually being effective at a cellular level. So there's a big gap when we measure TSH, we're not necessarily getting the full and accurate picture of how much cellular metabolic activity is happening because of thyroid action. Does that make sense? I, I'm following, but to be honest, it's, it's a lot. I'm, I'm already lot. thinking to myself that I need to go back and re-listen to what you said so yes. I can process it. <laughs> yes. Because like I told you, I still he's the only one I know with Hashimoto's. I don't really okay. know anybody. My, you know, I have a few clients that come into my health coaching programs and they say they they're on the same medicine as my husband, but I'm still really learning about learning. how it all works it's yes. with the body. And it, it, it's, it's deep to me. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. And that's, and that's why there are several layers. So having somebody who can help guide you through and help you understand this can be mm -hmm. super empowering, right? right? Because um, when, so the Hashimoto's dynamic is typically when the immune system is creating more antibodies that are deactivating part of the, part of the activation of thyroid hormone. So essentially it's the Hashimoto's diagnosis is a result of an overreactive immune system. So we want to calm the immune system down in order to have it stop blocking that thyroid action. And how would somebody begin to do that? Yeah. So some of the key things for, for optimizing immune health, right. is going to be vitamin D. So when we look at vitamin D, whether it be from getting natural sunlight, whether it be from, and also think about magnesium is so important mm -hmm. when you want to boost vitamin D levels. Sometimes people will go on high dose vitamin D, you know, try and supplement with 5,000 IUs per day. But if you don't have adequate magnesium, it's not necessarily going to be absorbed. So foods that contain magnesium beans, again, legumes are good foods. So other foods that contain magnesium can help you to increase vitamin D levels. Another key nutrient is zinc. So again, coming back to some of your animal proteins, some of your leafy greens. So looking at things that contain zinc is going to be supportive of thyroid health. Selenium is another important nutrient for thyroid health. Um, Brazil nuts are one of my favorite sources of selenium. Wow. Wow. I, I'm writing all this down. I'm making a list and I'm going to say, here you go, hon. <laughs> Eat these. <laughs> yeah. Eat all these legumes. Get your Brazil nuts. I'll be at the store today. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, it does. I mean, you know, it's, you're right. I don't, we have been, he teeters with being vegan. He doesn't know where to go half the time. He was always a meat eater. And then he's like, well, let me calm down on that. Let's see if this works, if it can help my medicine, you know, lessen my medicine. And so mm -hmm. we're still playing around with a bunch of things, but those are great tips. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate you sharing those. I mean, it, it really does help to know that certain foods can help the immune system. You know, like you said, it's all comes down to your immune system, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it all comes down to a healthy immune system, but yeah. again, we have to, we're individual people. So we have to figure out what's best for us. And now are there tests that you did when you, you know, if somebody's starting out right now, like my mm -hmm. husband, is it a blood test or what? Yeah, what do you so first for thyroid health in particular, I would always recommend what's called a full thyroid panel. So most common is they'll check, like I said, a TSH, a thyroid stimulating hormone level. But you want to look beyond that to check something called free T3, free T4. These are the two different forms of thyroid hormone that your gland produces. Also look at something called reverse T3. Um, if you have a high level of stress in your life or your body has a high level of stress biochemically, it can sometimes choose intentionally. It's, it's almost like intentionally trying, trying to slow you down. The body is always a self-regulating mechanism. Mm -hmm. So if it perceives an imbalance, it, it, it in its own innate intelligence 
will choose instead of converting T4 into T3 to be used to turn up the metabolic activity, it will move it into reverse T3 to kind of slow you down and let you heal and let you rest. So you want to check reverse T3. In addition, the two antibody numbers are TG and TPO. So looking at a full thyroid panel is going to give you first and foremost a bigger picture of is this autoimmune? Do I have adequate levels of T4 and T3? Is it a conversion problem because my T4 isn't being moved into T3 because that's a liver health issue? So there it goes into more complexity of like, where do I get to look next based on that full thyroid panel? Wow. Wow. So make sure, I hope you guys wrote this down if you are struggling and you really do want to start somewhere, because I know a lot of when you go in for your annual blood work, mm -hmm. they just do the basics. Yes. But and then most people just walk away. This is what I have. And you need to ask, be your own advocate again. And these yes. are some great tips. I, if you do have levels that you know are off or you're on medication right now, ask to be checked for these T3, T4, but reverse T3 and the TG. I mean, this is yes. awesome. I love this. Well, and Kelly, and so many people can get a TSH. Remember that TSH range is really broad. It is. And what a lot of people don't realize is the reference range in a, in a laboratory, a medical laboratory is simply what is represented in two standard deviations of the population, which means 90% of the population are within that range. It doesn't tell us anything about what is optimal functioning. Mm -hmm. And remember I said before how a thyroid is like so critical for all cells in the body. Yes. Unfortunately, in our society in the US today, there's a high percentage of those reference range indicators that are not at all optimal. So you may fall within the reference range, but you may feel some of the symptoms. Like I just feel fatigue. I feel like I, I have dry skin or dry eyes. I have low energy. I have hair falling out. I have cold in my extremities. Many times women are like, I have all of these symptoms of weight gain, but yet my doctor says my thyroid's fine. And I'm like, well, if you're just looking at this basic number and it's within the reference range, it may be common, but it's definitely probably not optimal. And that's why checking these other others are so important and critical, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, I can't wait to go back and look at uh, my husband's numbers. But I want to ask you something too, because most of us do not eat uh, you know, clean, whole diets like you or maybe like me. But I want you to drive this into people right now. Mm -hmm. Tell us how processed foods and sugar really does impact our health. Like I want you to- Oh, tremendously. Yeah. So, um, I mean, think of it this way in terms of, we'll go back to, we talked about Hashimoto's and your immune system, right? 90% of your immune system is located in the gut because that is really, that's the corridor. That's the, that's the exchange where things from the outside environment come in through food and liquid into the systemic body. Mm -hmm. So that's where the majority of like, we gotta, we gotta have boundaries. We gotta surveil what's safe and what's foreign are coming into our body. So with that immune system, it does not recognize Like I was, I like to do the little story analogy. Like, remember, imagine that you're like these little, these little like guard guys that are your microbes that are in your gut. And then they see stuff coming. They're like, oh, I'm hungry. Yes. Okay. We're going to get some nourishment. We're going to get the supplies that we need to do our jobs. And then what comes in the door is like this 
like cola or this gunk or these chemicals like okay wait there's a lot of chemicals there like oh i i don't know what that is and yeah that looks kind of brownish but i don't see any magnesium i don't see any zinc i don't see any vitamins in there but i do see some toxic chemicals like literally what what we're putting in our body what we're signaling to if it's highly processed if it's highly chemicals if it's even high sugar even though sugar is a is a carbohydrate if it's excessive our immune system and our body does not recognize it so it sees it as stranger danger mm -hmm. and now it has to mount a response which is just perpetuating a cycle of inflammation mm -hmm. hypervigilant immune immune system and and poor health because when our body seems stress it intentionally deprioritizes digestion it intentionally deprioritizes adequate focus concentration mental clarity because it's trying to deal with all the crap that it's wading through going i don't know what all this junk is in here that is such a great analogy i love it just so next time you guys that are listening going for your next meal just remember and this is the hard truth that you don't want to hear but this processed food that is in front of you, the fried food, the things that making you sick is really making you sick. You're having symptoms for a reason. You shouldn't feel tired all the time. You shouldn't have low energy. You shouldn't have migraines all the time. Like this is not a normal way of living. So if you're sick and tired of feeling that way, it's time to take charge, yes. do something about it. And that's really the message why I brought her on today because yes, I wanted to dive into autoimmune and thyroid and learn a little too, but we really need to know that eating a whole food diet it's not really just about getting skinny. It's really about just being healthy and eliminating some of those stressors that are going on in your body so you can live a healthy and happy life because yeah. you deserve it. And that's really true. Like you deserve to be healthy. You deserve to be happy and not tired. I mean, who wants to wake up immediately just feeling tired in the day or high stressed? I mean, there's so many things we can do. And I could talk about this all day because I just... I used to be tired. I used to have migraines. I suffered with migraines for so long. And I, when I look back, I was eating all sugar. I was eating all sugar. So I'm a syrup, like all that stuff growing up, like potato chips, ice cream, McDonald's. No wonder why I didn't feel good all the time. Can I, can I throw two things in there, Kelly? I love that. Yes. Yes. Uh, so one is this kind of startling on purpose statistic. And another one is, is being real. So as a general rule, again, everyone's body is unique. So we can't say this is a blanket statement, but as a general guideline, think about it this way. Anytime we consume foods that have more than five grams of added sugar per serving. So if you look on a label and there's more than five grams per serving, then essentially the, the unintended consequence is your immune system is compromised and at best operating at 50% capacity for the next four hours. Wow. So think about that impact. Some people don't even realize it. They're doing that with every single thing they put in their mouth. So all day long, at best, their immune system could, could ever be 50% capacity, right? That, that so, is one Starbucks coffee, like those sugar. Oh, sure. Think Wait. about that, you guys. Like you go in, you get a caramel macchiato, which I drank for a week back in the day. That is one of those coffees. 
your immune system is working only at 50% at best. At That's eye-opening. For four hours. That is so, so I'm saying that to be, but, but then the other side of that too, is I think it's about having self-compassion. Listen, I'm not perfect. I eat no. cookies here and there. Yes. I think it's about getting a grasp of what is actually occurring and being willing to see what is truth and then make more informed decisions. No one's saying be perfect. Trust me, I'm the last person from perfect, but I'm also, because I've learned this stuff, it makes me that much more clear and inspired to say, hey, you know what? 80% of the time, 90% of the time, I want to make a different choice because I want to have that emotional and physiological bandwidth, that margin. So if I have a crappy day or if it's a party and I'm, I'm going out you know, to celebrate my daughter's graduation, there's some margin there. The yes. body can tolerate that for four hours. And it's just making you think twice about what you are putting in your mouth. I mean, really, if you really want to change a few things, you don't have to change everything at once. Like I just told you, I ate McDonald's and aren't you my syrup all the time. Like these things were always in my house and lots of potato chips and Coke. And, you know, I, I remember I didn't change everything at once, but I did take out the soda or I cut back on the McDonald's. And I remember starting to do those baby steps added up. And that's really what it is all about. And you know, what's funny is I was just doing a, um, a talk about the 80, 20 rule, because Mm -hmm. I truly, to this day, live by it. I mean, I've been talking about this since I started coaching 2008 and I am not perfect. I love that you said that I do not eat clean every day. Are you kidding me? I mean, I just made the most scrumptious banana muffins last night. Yeah. They were a little more healthy than I used to make out of the box, but they still have other things in them. I put chocolate chips in them and I still eat pizza, but 80, 20 rule is something I swear by. I live by. If you can live that way every single day, 80% of your nutrition, just make it as clean as you can. God given foods. That's what he made for us. The other 20% have whatever. If you want a small fry, at the drive-thru because whatever, but 20%, you have to look at it that way. It cannot be the the reverse. You cannot do 80% bad and 20% good and think you're okay. Mm -hmm. It has to be that way. And you can do that almost every day. If that makes you happy, you're just going to be that much further ahead. So it really does. This is such a great conversation. I really can't wait to hear what my listeners think about all this. And I hope you guys share this episode with everyone you know because somebody needs to hear these words today right they do I'm so excited now I you know there's so much we can talk about but I know I want to hold our time it's valuable I want to jump over to because you say that balancing your hormones is a lot easier than we think now Mm -hmm. I'm 48 I work with women pretty much over 45 40 and over I would say primarily in the perimenopause and the hormones. And they think, oh, my life is over. My hormones are so out of whack. I'm never going to be the same. And I'm sweating all night. But you say managing these is easier than we think. Give me a couple tips for these women that are listening. How do they manage their hormones themselves? Yeah, so the, well, and we can already spoke about one, Kelly, is the morning minutes. So again, so much of our hormone activity is driven by what is something called the HPATG axis, hypothalamus, pituitary, your thyroid, 
adrenals, and then your, your gonads, sex hormones. So they're all linked. But what that means is, I, I'm telling you that not for a lot of fancy names, complex names, it's that it starts so much of it, 90% of it starts with what we perceive in our brain. How we interpret our circumstances, situations, exchanges, and relationships has so much to do with the stories that we tell ourselves and then the trickle effect of how the biochemistry responds to them. Wow. This is really unbelievable. Yes. So one of the things I say is, again, the morning minutes, setting yourself up those first 10 minutes of your day, if you can get grounded, even better, if you can get into a space of appreciation or gratitude Mm -hmm. and you can feel calm, you're not rushing around or feeling like you're already starting your day with an exhausting to-do list. That physiologically, because of the trigger from the hypothalamus, which then talks to the pituitary, which then signals down, it physiologically changes how your hormones respond for the day. Mm, wow. I love that. That's, that's, that's perfect. I want to leave it on that because I think it all does. When I started waking up with gratitude and I would hear everyone talk, well, say three things you're grateful for and blah, blah, blah. And I, and I'd listen and that's good for them. But when I really, really incorporated gratitude into my life, like speaking it out and talking about it and talking about it with my family, guys, I'm so grateful for you today. I'm so grateful that we live in this house. And my kids look at me half the time, like I'm crazy, but I say so many things all throughout the day. Now it is a game changer. My Mm -hmm. mood lifts, my spirit lifts. I I don't have, I went through bouts a couple of times with anxiety myself. Mm -hmm. And when I start to feel myself, maybe head that way, I, I really just sink my feet into the ground. And a friend told me to do this and say, what are you actually grateful for in this present moment? Are you healthy? Are you whole? Uh, do you have a husband? Like, what is it that you have right in the moment? And it just changes everything. I love that you said that. That is like the whole message for today. It is. It so is. Powerful. It really is powerful. Um, so, okay, before we end, I, I'm probably after going to do a part two of this and bring you back on again so we can talk more, but yeah, definitely. Well, you talk about gaining three more extra hours a day. And is that what we just talked about how you can gain the three more hours? That's part of it. That. And then I think I always look at three areas, the food, the toxins in your life and stress. So we talked about the stress piece. We talked a little bit about the food piece. Toxins is another critical area is looking at not only, um, toxins in terms of, I think of your skin as a giant mouth, like how much you're putting on your skin Mm -hmm. and what that is signaling again to the body about the status or safety or lack of safety in the world that you live in, Mm. right? Are we constantly putting the average, the average woman puts a total of 40 chemical toxins on their body daily between the makeup, and again, this is just, it's just the world, the change of the world we live in. So it's one thing if we say, okay, there's a higher toxic load. Well, that means guess what? The nutrient load that is necessary to process and to remove all that is exponentially higher. Mm-hmm. So it makes it even more important that we get those key real whole foods in and, and high level of nutrients. 
Exactly. And I don't want anyone to feel overwhelmed right now because I know it is overwhelming. You're like, oh my gosh, I got to change all my beauty products and my shampoo. And now I got to change my diet. And listen, what I have done, I know to because I use a lot of product and things, but I slowly just found some companies that I switched out my face oil, for an example, and I'm happy. I switched out an eye cream or whatever, pick something that makes you feel better. You don't have to just go throw everything away. You don't have to take everything out of your fridge. Choose one thing a day because that's how you get ahead. You start doing one good thing for yourself. You feel proud. It promotes you to want to do another good thing for yourself. We can't just change everything at once. No, that's way no. too overwhelming. Well, like, that's, that's, then you're going to increase the stress, right? So exactly. it is. it's about one step at a time. That is it. Yeah. That is it. Well, I just love everything we talked about. And it's such a beautiful conversation. I'm so excited again for all these people to just share this episode because so many people need to hear everything we said today. But can you leave us with one last tip? Yes. Well, and in fact, I am happy to share with your listeners if they, if they would appreciate um, my, it's a short little um, three steps to decrease bloating in five days. Yay. I'm excited. Yes. It's, there, I have a short little video where I talk through it and a PDF where you can download and, and really have those steps. So if you think that's something that would be a valuable resource, I'm more than happy to share that. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. For sure, we'll do that. I'm gonna. So, do I put the link in the show notes? Is that? Yes, I'll, okay. I'll give you the link, and you can put it in the show notes. That'd oh, ladies, who wants to get rid of their blow? Oh, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I just came home from my last vacation, and I'm feeling a little bloated myself, but that's okay. I'm excited to download this resource. So, yes, be sure to download this. Okay, you guys. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. Well, I always end with one last question and it is, what are you climbing towards next in your life? It can be in your business or your, your family. What I'm climbing towards is actually enjoying this year of, it's the, my, like I said, my daughter, my oldest daughter is going to be a senior and really focusing on family time together with the six of us before she goes up. If she does in fact go to the US Air Force Academy, it'll be four years of the academy and five years of service after that. So making the most of the time we have together this year. Oh, I love that so much. That's so beautiful. Yes, I love it. Well, I'll be praying for you and her that she makes the right decision and everything goes perfectly. So Amanda, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show today. And if any of my listeners do want to reach out, I know we're going to put that link in there, but where can they reach out to you directly? What's the best place? Yes, they can check out HinmanHolistic.com. That's H-I-N-M-A-N Holistic.com. Perfect. Perfect. That again will be in the notes. So go check that out. And I just want to thank you all for being here today. Thank you for giving me your precious time. And again, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Make sure so you don't miss a Monday episode. And just share this with someone again that might need it. Thanks, Amanda, for being on today. I am so happy that we met. And I look forward to maybe doing a part two with you at some point. But to all of you guys, just remember, take it one step at a time. Life is a climb. We're not made to do everything all at once. We're all such different. We're made up differently. 
and, you know, just have grace with yourself, but just do something that you feel proud of each day. So guys, until next time, keep on climbing. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for being here every week because my goal is to always empower and inspire you so you can keep on climbing even when life gets tough. If you felt blessed today, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And one of the ways you can help me is if you would leave me a five-star rating and a review. This is really how I can help more people just like you. You can do this right on your podcast app on your phone. It's super easy. It will only take one minute. Also, if you want to be part of my private community on Facebook, head over there to Faith, Fuel, and Fitness, and I'll meet you inside. Or you can even head over to my website, kellytian.com, to get more inspiration and resources to keep you on your own climb. Thank you again and have a healthy and happy week.